pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 282. Today I'm going to chat with Keith Berry from 5150 Rifles, discuss the fight against the now registered brace ban, highlight the platypus from Stealth Arms, and talk about a lunch lady that never served up what she ordered. I am your host, Ava Flannell. Keith, how are you doing today? Good, good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So I have some interesting news that just happened to me this week. I ended up in the emergency room yesterday because I mean, I guess I didn't really think I was nervous and I, I did kind of think too much into it to an extent enough for me to call the doctor. And I called the doctor and I was like, look, I was sitting there eating all of a sudden, like I couldn't see out of my right eye. It was like, kind of like tunnel vision, but also like almost like a strobe lights sort of like I just could not see. And I figured, all right, well, I haven't eaten all day. I just need to eat. So I'm just sitting there concentrating eating because I'm like, as soon as I eat, I'm sure I'm going to feel better. I start getting like a horrible headache. And then maybe like 30 minutes later, my entire like right arm goes numb. And then my nose and my tongue just on the right side go numb. And my head's like pounding. And then I couldn't talk. I was like trying to talk to my friend, but like things that I would normally think about, like that would be easy for me to remember somebody's name. I couldn't even remember names. So I called my doctor and they were like, you might be having a mini stroke. You need to go to the emergency room. So I went and everything's fine. I, they did a CAT scan and everything looks healthy. They said that it was like a complex migraine, which Now, since hearing this, I've done some research and apparently it's like happened to a lot of people. My eyelash lady, she said the same thing happened to her a few years ago. And then another friend while she was driving, like on the interstate, it happened to her. I didn't realize that this was even like a thing, but I'm glad that I'm not having a mini stroke. And I know obviously I'm like too young for that. But I mean, at this point, anything's possible because there's lots of people like in their 20s having heart attacks. But yeah, definitely pretty crazy. And All I have to say is like, after you experience something like this, it makes you so much more appreciative of your health. You know, like how much we take our health for granted or the fact that we could even just like see straight or walk or, you know, even communicate. It's crazy how much we take that for granted. But yeah, for sure. Anyways, I'm fine. Keith, I know you're really concerned. You seem really concerned. I, I, don't, I just don't, I don't believe in talking over people. You know, I was given uh, two eyes and two ears for a reason. That's so I can learn <laughs> and listen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. glad to hear that you're doing well and you, you're definitely too young to yeah. have a stroke. I know. I know. But yeah. So if you guys are listening to this, definitely take care of your health, take care of yourselves. Like there's, you know, you have nothing if you don't have your health. Talking about Smith and Western Absolutely. real quick. I just got in the new MMP 57 and took it to the range the day that it came in, shot it. It shoots freaking incredible. I actually shot the PSA, I think it's called the Rock 57 right next to it because I just wanted to see like comparison. They're roughly the same size. And when I shot the MMP 57, it was like shooting a 22. Like it was so flat. And wow. I'm like, well, maybe it's been a while since I've shot 5.7 because 5.7 is expensive. I used to own the FN 5.7 when it first came out and then eventually I sold it. And I'm like, all right, let me shoot another 5.7 and just compare it. And like the MMP 5.7 was so much flatter shooting. 
I had a few other people at the range shoot it in comparison and they were all just like, yeah, it's like night and day compared to the other one that I had. And I think it's because they have this new like tempo barrel that has two parts with an internal rotary lock system, which keeps the barrel locked up until the bullet passes the gas port. And as a result, it reduced a lot of that recoil. I'm still messing around with it before I put out my review, but so far I would say it's definitely a home run. I believe MSRP on that is just $699, which is pretty incredible compared to a lot of the competition out there. But I would say, I don't know, the only downfall to this is that ammo is still expensive. Like 5.7 ammo is still, I think just last week I saw it at $0.60 around, so it is coming down a little bit more, but that's the only downfall. But other than that, this gun was so much fun to shoot and... It would definitely make for like a great, you know, self-defense gun because of the ballistics of 5.7. So if you want to check it out, head on over to smith-wesson.com. All right. So I super... watched that video. That thing was flat shooting. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I agree. Learn the things you never knew on deconstructing the industry. Keith, tell me about 5150. And I'll be honest, I haven't heard of the company until I was at SHOT Show. A friend came up to me and he was like, hey, when you're um, you know, over here, make sure that you stop by, check out the guys at 5150. They have something really awesome. Of course, I didn't get to stop by and, and check out your products, but after you told me and, you know, and I got home and there was some downtime, I was like checking you guys out on Instagram and I was like, dang, you guys make some awesome stuff. But before I just, you know, Thank let you. everybody know what you're making, tell us what 5150 is. So 5150, the term 5150 is, uh, comes from California, which I'm born and raised and escaped there. And it's because we started out in the industry making uh, one-off beam rifles for law enforcement and military charities. Mm-hmm. Um, that everybody said were really crazy looking, which in California, 5150 is slang for crazy. It's actually a 72 hour psychiatric hold. <laughs> nice. um, <laughs> right. And so everybody thought it was crazy. My wife's like, we have a lot of friends and family in law enforcement. And so it just kind of naturally happened that we called the company 5150. And how did you start it? At what point, like how long ago did you start it? And what was the um, first thing that you guys came out with? So we started in 2015 doing the themed rifles, and it started kind of by a fluke. Um, my father was a Vietnam veteran, and they weren't treated really well mm-hmm. when they came home. And uh, his lifelong dream, whole, whole life, he wanted to become a certified gunsmith. And he finally did it right before his, uh, six months before his 66th birthday. He calls me up and said, I did it. And I was like, okay, okay Dad, what's your, he says, I'm a gunsmith. I'm like, oh, cool. You finally achieved your life dream. And I asked my wife, I said, would you mind if I did something crazy for dad? Because he's not the type to do anything for himself. And so I spent the next few months tricking my dad into designing his dream AR. And I engraved it with the silhouette of the ship he served on down the upper and all of his service information, everything. And it was maybe so calm blue. And first time in my life outside of a funeral that I've seen my dad literally speechless for over an hour. And then the next event that happened that kind of started really propelling this toward down the path was the five officers that were ambushed in uh, 2017 in Dallas, mm-hmm. which, uh, or 2016. And that happened actually that same day, my dad had a stroke, which he passed away seven months later. Mm-hmm. But we did, we built a gun for those officers to, uh, to auction off, raise money for their families. And then it just kept going from there. 
And by doing this stuff with the law enforcement charities, which is the National Fallen Officers Foundation and the Texas Fallen Officers Foundation, as well as some military charities we work with, my wife and I had the unique opportunity to have a lot of candid conversations, which at this point, we're already getting frustrated with parts and lack of what we needed or wanted in the marketplace. So we were buying other people's components and then modifying them down to even sometimes welding them up and then throwing them in a mill and machining them into what we want because they were kind of close to what we wanted Mm -hmm. for whatever we were trying to do. And overwhelmingly, they all had the same issues with the platform that we build on. And we just started taking note. And I mean, it was the same thing over and over and over again. And that led to us going down the path. Um, We're three years into engineering now. We've been in production for a year and in the retail market. But, you know, we call our, our platform Evolve because we continue to take in real world information and input from active service, prior service, law enforcement, competitive shooters, but also something that's very important. We take in a lot uh, account is input from women because they are the up and coming largest percentage of people buying new weapons. Mm -hmm. And my wife pointed out, she goes, look, we're shaped different. Why is no one taking what we need into account when we're the one buying half, if not more than half Mm -hmm. of the new weapons sold in the country? And, and, my wife is my best friend, business partner, love of my life, everything. And I was like, you know, you're, you're right. You know, why is no one doing this? And so we really continue to take note and we will make tweaks to our data, to our machining process, to our components. If we have enough people making solid suggestions and we test it out and it makes sense, mm-hmm. then we do it. Um, you know, we don't ever want to be stagnant. We want to keep evolving the platform and even future things we're designing and working on that obviously I can't talk about yet. But we have a lot in the works that will take into account left-handed shooters and and more adaptability. Mm -hmm. Nice. Before we start talking about the Evolve 15, which is what caught my eye when I was looking at your guys' social media, I want to go back to something you said where you said you tricked your dad into designing like his dream gun. How did you do that? So um, I spent 20 years in the car industry managing car dealerships. And so it was really easy. I just call my dad and be like, oh, dad, you know, I was talking to these guys at work and they were talking about, oh, one of them just got a new gun with a fluted barrel. And he's like, oh, he's you know, so cool looking, blah, blah, blah. And my dad's like, oh, my God, I've always wanted to have a gun with a fluted barrel. I think they're so cool looking. Hmm. Check. You know, and, and just doing little things like that as far as I just kept finding ways to ask him, you know, two-stage trigger versus a single-stage trigger, um, optics magnification, color, calibers, barrel lengths. I mean, and I just kept doing it until I had everything I needed down to what was the most important aspects or information from his service. So that when I engraved the gun, like I engraved made it look like casting numbers in the the front of the lower mm-hmm. receiver, my parents' anniversary. Nice. Uh, and so I look, and then, you know, the Navy SEAL, because he's very proud of it being in the Navy, the insignia for the job he did. My dad was a cryptological technician, cryptotech, which was, uh, he had top secret clearance and he was encrypting and decrypting messages during Vietnam. So just doing all these little things and little Easter eggs. And, uh, you know, he teared up and then, you know, after he got over that, he looked at me and he's like, you're an asshole. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they go, why? He goes, because you literally tricked me into designing my own gun that I would love to build. You know, I would never do for myself. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I know. Hmm. And uh, I love it. And, that's, and then I also made a second upper for him to build with my nephew, which unfortunately he passed away before uh, he got. Hmm. I'm sorry. Thank uh, you. The Evolve. And I don't know if that's, it, it's actually not, it's the RAC, right? The RAC system. So the Evolve 15, that's just the model of gun, but the RAC system, right. that's actually what caught my eye when I was looking over your social media uh, and it's rapid action cam. And you guys have, right. um, it's like, you know, when you look at something, you're like, why hasn't anybody done this before? Like it makes perfect sense yet, you know, it took this long and, and you guys came up with it. But essentially, instead of the takedown pins, you know, on the front and the back, you have this little piece that you just, it's like a little lever, or maybe you should explain it. You probably explain it a lot better than I would <laughs> over here, chopping your design. <laughs> oh, no, don't worry about it. So yeah, the, so the rapid action cam, it, it actually came about, um, I'm an old school gearhead. I love my classic muscle cars. And the idea came to me by the lobes of a camshaft and an engine. Mm-hmm. And so... The front is a solid stainless steel pressed in pin. does not move. So you're done with all the detents and springs up there. The back is a lever. It's a rotating cam. And um, the upper has opposing lugs. And you literally drop the upper on about 90 degrees. So you roll it back. And then the cam rolls forward, engages. It not only pulls down on the upper, but it also pinches the upper. So it's actually pressing it forward against that forward pin. So there's, there's no movement. There's no slop side to side or anything like that. And then it literally locks. There's a, a release on the ejection port side. And uh, that you'll hear the click and it locks in place. But we've also added a, a stop. Now you'll hear a click when you're going to unlock position when you know you're all the way to where the cam uh, needs to stop before you uh, rotate your upper. Hmm. Very nice. And then <clears throat> and what is what is the whole purpose for this? What does it solve? Um, so... In, in talking to all these people doing all these charity builds, especially military guys, uh, they're telling us about the uh, the failure issues they have with pins. You know, they're under stress, they're in battle. They need to open their gun to clear it, do something. Uh, one story that is, I mean, it, it, it tugged at all of our heartstrings that we heard, not this SHOT Show, but uh, last year, 2022, they came under fire. IED went off, they came under fire. They're running to respond. His buddy, Flicked a cigarette, million dollar flick, landed in his chamber. Mm. His gun wouldn't go in a battery. And he's trying to figure it out, you know, charge it, whatever, trying to push pins out. And he says he ends up, you know, so much adrenaline pushing him into literally ripping the pins out. But now he's, he clears it and he ends up tying his gun back together, bailing wire. Wow. Um, Because he couldn't get it. And as a result of all this, he ended up losing his legs. Wow. And he looked at me and he said, if I had your system, I'd have, I might have my legs right now. Wow. And my brother-in-law, three deployments, same thing. He said so that there'd be people that would still be here today or in be better shape today if he had our system because of how quickly you can get it, you know, open the gun, clear it, mm-hmm. or change its purpose. Because um, the other side of it is the law enforcement input. You know, they're building stuff out of most times 16 inch barrels. I had one guy tell me that uh, his apartment, everybody runs an 18 inch heavy barrel on their issued ARs or the ARs that they buy, but they're required to also buy an SBR or our pistol, which are now, you know, the, the BS uh, race thing, mm-hmm. our SBRs. But 
officers don't make a lot of money. A lot of people don't realize a lot of officers nationwide are having to buy their own weapons. Mm-hmm. So the other thing is now you can literally swap an upper in 15 seconds. So they can carry a, a secondary upper instead of buying a full gun. And they can, if they know they're going in close quarters, immediately lock that upper on and go. We're working on a plate carrier type attachment so that they can carry their six, eight, or 10-inch backup buffer so they can have their 16-inch gun when they're exterior building and then literally drop the upper, click on the one for going close quarters and go inside because you don't want too much gun out in front of you. Mm -hmm. And again, I I did not serve. I'm not in the military or law enforcement, but this is from two years of talking to literally hundreds and hundreds of law enforcement and prior service and current service military. The other thing is, is my wife. I made her put together a mil-spec AR when we were in the process of engineering. Mm -hmm. She left the room no less than four times cursing at high volume (laughs) and coming back and saying, what idiot designed this? This, A man must have designed this. This is ridiculous. Why has no one fixed this? Yeah. But I wanted her to understand where it came from to give me input also because, again, we wanted to have the female input. And she's like, this is intimidating. Mm -hmm. You know, and even just the other ARs we had, she goes, these pins are stupid. This is intimidating. This could be off-putting to someone who's trying to get into shooting because it overcomplicates something that doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. And it's not a real complex system, but at the same time, new shooters, you want to do whatever you can to encourage them yeah. to join the industry and join the sport. Yeah. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. And even though it's like, because there's been times where I'm putting together an AR and it's like just the amount of like pressure or the way that you do it, I mean... You know, my boyfriend in the past, he was like, you know, just do it like this. Just and I'm like, okay, and I'm trying and I'm like, I just can't even though it's this little tiny pin. It's like so hard to, you know, it's it's definitely not user friendly. So I absolutely agree with that. And it can definitely be daunting for even for me. I, I guess I was in the industry. Well, not in the industry, but, you know, I was shooting handguns for the longest time. But I always kind of steered away from ARs just because I liked them. But like as far as building my own, it just seemed like a very intimidating task. I don't think I built my right. own until like maybe five years into it or something. Yeah. yeah. And you probably lost some springs. You lost some details. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, my, our gun goes together with basic tools now. Everything is um, literally is an Allen or a Torx wrench. Yeah. Um, it's real simple, basic kit. That's the other thing. My wife's like, why? Why you're taught your whole life treat your gun with respect. Be, putting an AR together, you need to beat on it with a hammer and a pen. Right. You know, so literally our our bolt catch goes in with it's a 16 Allen head. Our everything on the gun except the gas block, which we're working on redesigning that too. But all of it, it's just basic hand tools. And that's the other thing that frustrates her. She's like, I shouldn't need to go buy these expensive or ridiculous, you know, tools that are only good for this one weapon. Yep. Why can't we make it so that you can just put it together with what most of America would have in a toolbox? Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. You know, Your wife definitely, she yeah, sounds like a very really smart woman. She is. She is. And she keeps me in line. And you know, I'm mad enough to admit that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but the other thing, you know, that, that she said, she goes, Whenever we go shooting, is buttstocks. She's like, why? She says, women have breast tissue. We have bra straps. We have things in the way. It's hard for us to just, not everybody's able to just get it up in their pocket and be comfortable like a guy. Mm-hmm. So even down to the grip and buttstock we chose, my wife was the one trying them out. We were like, okay, put this one on, try it. Put this one on the gun, try it. And we, I literally don't know how many buttstock companies, because the first and foremost, they had to be American made or we wouldn't even look at them. Mm-hmm. 
but we had to find one that allowed for, you know, my wife calls it breast friendly. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to make sure that it's comfortable on a guy. It's comfortable if you're wearing um, a plate carrier or vest, but also it's going to be comfortable if you're a woman and you go to the range and you're wearing, you know, a tank top or, you know, bra straps or, or whatever you're wearing, it's not going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, the, also, my thing is I hate, hate when guns rattle. I'm sorry, they shouldn't. They mm-hmm. should be tighter than that. So we found one, all American made, that checks all her boxes, that checked all my boxes. It's perfect. Nice. Yeah, I'm actually looking at the stock right now, which let's talk about here in a second. But real quick, I'm going to take a quick break, talk about Mantis. If you haven't checked out the Laser Academy for Mantis, definitely recommend it. I'm actually going to be using it a little bit today um, because later on today, I'm going to go do scenarios at the range and I haven't shot a gun. Uh, well, I guess I did shoot the other day a 5.7, but it's still, it's been a little while. I feel kind of, you know, I've, I've taken a few weeks off. So I'm going to practice with the Laser Academy just to kind of work out some of those kinks before I go and have to shoot these scenarios, which is a lot of fun. And I recommend if you guys haven't done it, definitely check it out. See if the local range offers it. Um, but you're moving around shooting you're getting timed and stuff like that. But the laser Academy, essentially what it does is you can practice with your smartphone app. You put up some targets and it documents, you know, where your shots go comes with like a tripod, a phone holder, your target stands, all of this stuff, including the laser that's going to go into your gun. It is caliber specific and you can get all that for 150 or you can just get the portable kit for $99, which if you think about the cost of ammo, it basically pays for itself within the first or second time that you go to the range. If you want to check out more about this, head on over to mantisx.com. But they're always, you know, including more drills and stuff, which is what I love about it. So you never really get bored doing the same thing. And it's always testing, you know, all of your skill levels. And again, that is mantisx.com. Let's talk about the Evolve 15 and everything that you guys included. Right off the bat, I'm kind of slow because I see it has like a hyperfire trigger in it, which I think those are really nice. And I always hated like when people, you spend so much money on a gun and they can't even upgrade the trigger. Like it's still just like your typical mil spec trigger and you're like, cool. So I still have to, if you're a trigger snob, you still have to spend like at least, you know, anywhere from 250 plus to upgrade the trigger and right. then that just adds on to the gun. Yeah. So we worked, we wanted to do our whole goal was to set out and build a gun that 80, 90% of the gun buying world can afford that would never need upgrading. Um, like you noticed the hyperfire, that's their two pound PDI uh, GS drop in. So literally a two pound trigger with the uh, trigger shoe. We work with Armaspec. They make our short throw 45 degree safety, our silent captured buffer system, suppressor optimized charging handle, and uh, enhanced mag release. Um, so you don't have to worry about any of that. The, in fact, the buffer system, you can actually swap the weights out. So if you change calibers or go suppressed, you can swap the weight out so that your buffer still, your bolt carrier is running at the right speed. We run a full auto bolt carrier from one of the largest bolt carrier, one of the highest reputation bolt carrier uh, manufacturers here in the country. Our barrels come out, out of Florida, a company called Hitman Industries. We worked with them. Um, so we actually have a single feed ramp, not a dual feed ramp. That way there's going to be less chance of uh, misfeeds or jams. Guaranteed sub-MOA, they're fluted. 
just, you know, make them a little prettier. Mm-hmm. Adjustable gas system standard, so our guns out of the box are suppressor optimized and ready to go. If you're going to put a suppressor on, go ahead and turn gas pressure down and rock and roll. The muzzle brake we actually designed, we call it the X-brake. It's uh, four one-inch ports, one by uh, one inch by quarter-inch ports. They actually throw the gases in an X pattern, evenly disperse it with an 11-degree target crown on the end, so it pushes the boom away from you. Mm-hmm. Very, very loud, but little to absolutely no muzzle rise. Your dot does not leave your target. As a byproduct of the rack system, the gun already shoots flatter because you're properly containing all the energy. So just like a car, if something's loose in your car, it doesn't perform as well. Same, same is true with a gun or any other mechanical thing. And then our hand guards, we did full-length Arca Swiss down the bottom. Um, that was some input actually from one of the competitive shooters we sponsor. He's like, one, when I got to shoot off something, it's always flat. And he goes in, two, this is up and coming. All the bipods and tripods are all going this way because of this and whatever. So we started doing research. and. So even hmm. we make hand guards down to six inches and all the way out to 19. So if you're doing PRS, you can get your, your bipod or tripod as far out as you need to. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. And actually, then, uh, I didn't notice that it, it real, was flat. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't notice that it was flat until yeah. you just said yeah. that. And I'm like, that is actually pretty genius. Oh, my God. It comes in so handy shooting off things. Uh, yeah. We have three, three gunners running them in the industry right now. And they're just like, I never thought how much I'd love a flat hand guard. But mm-hmm. They love it. Um, and then we did the integral 45 degree right above the barrel nut. So you're not getting harmonics or anything from it being out too far. But we have a riser that when you roll off your primary optic onto your onto that 45, it's already at the correct pupil height. So you're not hunting for your red dot either. Mm-hmm. So in the case of military or law enforcement, you know, seconds may make all the difference in the world. The same with three gunners because they're timed. So we wanted to make it flexible as possible. You can mount to either side. There's obviously QD mounts, five rows of M-lock. Um, we'd eliminated the M-lock from the top spine above the gas tube. I hate timing M-locks personally. Mm-hmm. So if you want more Picatinny, then we have Picatinny rails, and you literally just screw them down. That simple. I don't know why people try to make things more complicated. And then, you know, my wife said, I don't want to look like a nine-year-old boy with a ruler drew this gun. So we gave it some curves. By, by doing that, we actually took an inch out of the magwell, flared it, and then worked the geometry on the inside around some of the most difficult mags in the industry to drop. It'll pitch them right out, no problem, um, but you have a quicker lockup and mag change. And then we made the the trigger guard big enough for my neighbor who's practically a giant, six foot eight bodybuilder. If his hands and gloves can get in there, anybody's hands can. Mm-hmm. Nice. And the whole thing weighs about six pounds. Nice. And then what is MSRP on that? 1776. Nice. I like that. 1776. (laughs) Very cool. And then if anyone's interested in ordering this, can they just order it directly from your website or are there local dealers? How does that work? Yeah, they can order directly from my website. And then I believe we just actually signed a dealer up in Colorado Springs. So uh, that'll be coming online and we put our, uh, we do list our dealers uh, on the uh, website. Uh, I believe it's uh, DSG Guns in uh, Colorado Springs. We What's, just uh, signed uh, signed up. What is the company it's, called? And you could take it. Cause we get... Guns. Oh, okay. That's funny because that's the company that I'm a shareholder of. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, we actually just got a dealer agreement uh, from DCF yesterday. So, because uh, nice. we also, they were interested at SHOT Show. They came by and they saw 
the Evolve 47, which is a full AR that runs AK mags. Um, so the, the joke is if you like AKs, but you want one that's accurate, yeah. then we, we've got your back now. Nice. Um, and then we do have a Glock mag fed PCC as well. Although we are working on uh, converting it over, hopefully by SHOT Show next year to MPX Max. Very cool. And then, so wait, let's go back to that AKAR. Tell me about mm-hmm. that because it's I'm on your website. Is that on your website? Uh, no, it'll be live uh, here in the next few days. Um, okay. I had to finish picturing it and all that. So we only built one and got it test fired and everything in time for SHOT and didn't even build it with, uh, we literally are laughing and also kicking ourselves right now. We were so concentrated on working on getting the geometry and everything correct for feeding and, and, you know, because, you know, you're trying to combine two platforms that we didn't even think to put the uh, rack system in it. Mm -hmm. So the only one in existence right now has your traditional takedown pins and and whatever, but it was just literally to torture test, uh, make sure we can make it feed and all that. So now we'll uh, write the program and put the rack system in. But yeah, I know it runs. I mean, the mags go in and out easy, just runs like a machine. Hmm. So. Really same cool. barrel, same bolt carrier company and everything else. So, you know, you're going to have everything that's in the Evolve 15 is in this, except it runs AK mags. And then we're going to make it available in obviously 762 by 39, uh, 556 and 300 black. Very cool. Nice. And then the PCC, when did that come out? Is that something that you guys just released or has so, it been? No. Um, so I'm a perfectionist. And I wasn't happy with where we were going with trying to do last round bolt hold open, but everybody's like, who cares about last round bolt hold open on a PCC? Yeah. Most of the guys I talked to, they're like, we remove them because they always break. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going ahead and, and making it live again. Actually, the first prototype of the rack system and Evolve platform was a 357 SIG Glock Mag Fed PCC. I wanted to make a really difficult round test gun. Because if it, I figured if it said that, the nine millimeters would be no issue. It's, it's a troublesome round to deal with. And so we did and, and burned it down 300 rounds straight, no issues. So we're like, okay, we're good. So it, we're just going to be offering the PCC in nine. Um, and then, like I said, it's just Glock Mag Fed PCC. I should have that live also in here in the next few days uh, back up. I had to uh, get it all pictured and everything. So those will be back up. So yeah, well, the Glock 9, 9 mils, the AKA uh, AR, we call it a hybrid, but it because it, it basically is, and then the Evolve 15, and then we're hoping in the next few months we'll have AR 10 out. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And then um, lastly, tell me about the Pinnacle Scope mounts. Okay, so our sister company is Optimum. The Pinnacle Scope mounts, they actually, they're patented. Okay. And the way that they clamp the Picatinny, most scope mounts, <laughs> sites, anything you put on a Picatinny, the screws go through the top of the Picatinny and then, you know, operate the clamp. Well, these, they actually ride above the Picatinny. They do not go through the Picatinny slots and they go at an angle. And what it does is it causes a wedging effect. So we call it 3D clamping because it, once it bites, it's actually biting top to bottom, front to back and side to side. And once you have it torqued properly, you can actually pull the screws out. We actually tested it on a 375 shy tap, 10 rounds through it, 1,000 yards, and did not lose zero or come off tart. Because to get it to break loose from the, the uh, pick rail, you have to put the screws back in um, loosely and then actually hit the screws to stop the wedging effect. It will not let go. Uh, we dropped also a, a zeroed scope on a rifle out a two-story window. doesn't lose zero. Hmm, wow. 
the top rings actually have the ability to mount red dots to them. We have, I think, 20 people in the ELR circuit running these, and, and every one of them says, hands down, the tightest holding best scope mount they've ever used. Hmm. And then if you go inch and a half height non-cantilever, you even have a deployable uh, level uh, availability. And we go all the way up to a 40 millimeter tube diameter, which is, uh, there's only one scope company that makes them that big, but we make a scope mount for them. Wow. So 30, 34, 35, and 40 millimeter. And then on non-cantilever zero up to ooh, 40 MOA, on up to the 35 millimeter. On the 40 millimeter, you can go up to a 60 MOA. Hmm. That's impressive. Yeah. Also, I just yeah. want to say uh, I apologize for my dog barking and growling. <laughs> it sounds that's, like, that's I, right. I mean, I don't know what it sounds like on your end, but it probably sounds like I have like a, a hundred pound, you know, like pitbull or something but she's just a six pound chihuahua <laughs> if i was actually at home right now i'd be having a hard time our logo is based on my dog which he's a husky wolf and he would literally be talking to me yes. and i would have to walk him out of the room <laughs> yes i know i love dogs but it's like anytime i go to record now well it's not peaches isn't her name's peaches so she's not really trying to talk to me as much but it's lately because I live in a new housing development. And so there's some people doing like work on the outside of their house. And I think she hears that. So she keeps barking, but I'm like, no. And I'm trying to, you know, like hold her mouth shut. <laughs> it's not really working that well though. <laughs> but Well, awesome. So it definitely sounds like, you know, you guys like put a lot of innovation, like you took something that, you know, already existed, but you improved it greatly. And I'm really, really, do you have any, like, cause I really want to see what the AKAR looks like. I'm assuming you guys have that on your social media. If nothing else, it probably should be uh, available. Yeah, actually, uh, it was a feature. Uh, we did an interview with uh, Dan Abraham over the firearm guy. Okay. And uh, he talked about it quite a bit. We actually showed it at the uh, tail end of that interview that we did at SHOT Show with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I can email you over some pictures as well. Um, I actually uh, was putting it in the photo booth today before I hit the road so I can get it live on the website. So I can send you over some pictures from that as well. Awesome. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a it's a pretty cool little thing. It's fun. And we'll make those in SBRs. They are in pistols as well. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fun toy. And, you know, you get some heat, though, from the uh, purest AK guys or purest AR guys. But yeah. at the end of the day, you know, it's all about having fun and trying new things. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I know. Although, I don't know. I don't get it because it is nice to see how, like, before, like, the AK market used to be, like, so small and just, like, a very niche thing. And now it's, you know, it's definitely gaining in popularity. And, um oh. And it's, you know, and so it's kind of nice even just to see that crossover, even if there is like a little bit of this. I mean, even like I did see actually like a few guns that had a mix between some AR stuff and some AK stuff. And I don't know, it just looks cool. It does. And at the end of the day, I mean, okay, so if this is, why would you not take a point from something else that works really good and merge it with something else that works really good? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't see the problem with that. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. So you already mentioned you have some stuff in the works, but you can't share with us, which is totally fine. I understand. For anybody who wants to check out your website, social media, all of that good stuff, where can they find you? 
So on uh, social media, they can find us either at OP51 uh, underscore USA, or they can find us at, at 51 uh, and the word 50 altogether on, on social media. Website is is 5150rifles.com, which is the number 51 and the word 50 spelled out. Okay, great. Awesome. Well, I know that you're about to head on the road. I appreciate you making time for me. Let me know if you need anything. And I just, like I said, I appreciate your time. Uh, tell your wife. It's great to see that, you know, she has a, a huge hand in all of this and you can definitely see it. Yeah. So I appreciate you guys. There'll actually be one coming to your shop. We're shipping into DCF guns for uh, John Tigan. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay, cool. Uh, we did a, uh, we presented TIG with a, uh, a rifle at SHOT Show. Nice. Very cool. Um, and that will, that will be shipping into DCF. Okay, cool. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And I'm going to continue with the rest of the show. All right. Thank you, Ava. Franklin Armory. Franklin's binary trigger for the Glock platform, which we talked about this last year, but it's finally entering production. They had the production model on hand at SHOT Show, and it's been modified a bit from the prototype that they had back in 2022. The updated G-S173 slide includes a mode indicator on the rear plate of the slide so that you don't have to turn it to see the selector on the side. The slide is also optic cut with an MOS profile, and like all the other binary triggers, you can cancel the second shot by flipping it off binary before releasing the trigger. So I'm really excited to get my hands on this. And if you guys have not checked out binary triggers yet, head on over to Franklin Armory. They've got to have something for at least one of the guns that you guys own. And if you use the code AVA, that's A-V-A, you're going to get 10% off your entire order, and that is franklinarmory.com. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF. Today in politics, on Monday, the ATF's illegal brace ban was published in the Federal Registrar. The ban is set to take effect on May 31st if lawsuits or congressional action don't prevent it from going into effect. Within hours, two lawsuits were filed against it in the opening salvo of litigation. Firearms Policy Coalition filed a lawsuit in the Northern District of Texas before the ink was even dry. The case Mock versus Garland argues that the ATF and Department of Justice are violating the Administrative Procedure Act and the U.S. Constitution. Cody J. Wisniewski, FPC's senior attorney for constitutional litigation, said federal agencies do not have the power to write new laws, and yet the ATF continues to attempt to expand its authority using the federal rulemaking process. This rule is, in effect, a federal law that will transform millions of peaceable people into felons overnight simply for owning a firearm that has been lawful to own for decades. Also filed the same day in the Eastern District of Texas, Texas Public Policy Foundation filed Watterson versus ATF challenging that the Department of Justice cannot rewrite federal statutes by bureaucratic diktat and decide to turn millions of law-abiding Americans into criminals guilty of a felony. 
The Constitution gives Congress, not executive agencies, the legislative power to amend laws. Both of these cases are in good courts, and given the merits and consequences of the ATF's overreach with this rule, we stand a good chance of seeing injunctions granted against the rule. Simultaneous to the court filings, Senators Roger Marshall and John Kennedy reintroduced the Stop Harassing Owners of Rifles, today also known as SHORT, Act, which would repeal elements of the NFA, including the regulation of SBRs. Unfortunately, the SHORT Act has a very little chance of passing given how many rhinos there are. We would need a veto-proof majority in both the House and Senate in order for it to pass, which isn't going to happen, unfortunately. A resolution of disapproval under the Congressional Review Act is also being introduced to prevent the ATF's new rule from taking effect, though. It faces similar challenges, but only a simple majority is required under the CRA, so only two out of the three independents in the Senate would need to be convinced. Either way, I've said this multiple times, but now it's more important than ever. Contact your representatives. Let them feel the pressure. Let them know that there's plenty of people like you and I out there that disagree with what's going on, because if they're not hearing anything, they think that you know, the majority wants this ban to happen. Really important that you guys put pressure on your representatives. And then also, now would be a great time if you aren't already to support organizations like, you know, FPC, TPPF, even GOA. And I've even heard the NRA. They're also preparing lawsuits uh, to fight against this. Do as much as you guys can. And if you can't, at the very least, donate. But now more than ever, it's important to contact your representatives and tell them that you absolutely disagree with what is going on. Caldwell. I was actually just at Shields yesterday and noticed they had a bunch of steel. And still to this day, I think they make some of the best, most inexpensive steel on the market. They also have a few new targets coming. The AR500 dual spinner target. It's like an awesome portable spinner that won't break the bank. It has an eight inch and five inch plate that spin with impact and they are 500 steels rated for handgun or a rifle. Unlike a lot of spinners, the steel stand breaks down for easy transport in a compact bag. So you can, you know, easily transport it, which is usually not common with steel targets. Best of all, it's only $99.99. But if you use the code GUNFUNNY10, all one word, you're going to get 10% off. And that is at caldwellshooting.com. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. Today's Q&A is how was putting up your new gun wall? Lockdown secured. They actually provided all the stuff needed for me to have a new gun wall. I did do a lot of research and the last thing I wanted. So before that, I had tactical walls and they served a good purpose. But one thing, one downfall that I didn't like about them is moving things around. So if I, you know, let's say I was like, oh, you know what? I want to put this AR right here and maybe this bolt gun over here. Moving it around was really difficult. I mean, 
it wasn't easy for that. Essentially, whatever you guys, you know, however you'd set it up, you were kind of stuck with it unless you felt like redoing your entire wall and you had to take everything out because in order to get the accessories off, a lot of times you'd have to move other guns to do that. And it was just, it was kind of a headache. I did a lot of research and looked at a few other places that were offering something that was much more easier to navigate and the accessories, you could literally just take them on and off and didn't have to move other guns in the process. And I ended up going with lockdown. The only downfall in it has nothing to do with lockdown. It's because my builder, I put my guns in the basement and they decided that the studs were going to be 22 inches apart which as a result, I ended up having to add more studs. And I was able to do that because the back of the wall that I have my gun wall in, it's like a utility closet. And so there wasn't any, what is it called? Like the walling back there. And so I was able to add a few more studs pretty easily, but that was the only downfall for me, but it's done. And it actually wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. I'm still kind of, you know, messing around with like the layout of the gun wall, but so far I've been really happy. And I mean, my only complaint is I feel like I'm already running out of space and I need another one. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. If you guys are looking for a gun wall, I would definitely recommend checking out Lockdown Secure. IWI. IWI's new Masada Slim looks a lot like the full-size Masada, but a bit smaller and thinner for discrete carry. Like the full Masada, the Slim has a ton of features for a great price. It's optic-ready with irons that you can co-witness through any of the Shield, the Romeo Zero, or Holosun 507K compact red dots. It has a crisp, flat face trigger, and it comes with two 13-round mags for only $450. MSRP is $450, so... Typically, it's going to be a little bit less than that. Something totally genius that they did make it compatible with are the Jericho mags, which have been on the market here for a long time. That means that this gun can accept 17-round magazines. Pretty cool. If you want to check it out, head on over to IWI.us. If you find anything in their web store, any accessories or anything like that, don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY15, all one word, and that is getting you 15% off. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Stealth Arms debuts the Platypus. Something pretty interesting that was announced at SHOT Show this year was the 1911 called the Platypus. Stealth Arms developed the unique 1911 completely in-house and manufactures everything except the springs and pins, which is pretty impressive. You might say, what's so innovative about a 1911? Well, it takes Glock mags, which pretty big. (laughs) An OEM Glock 17 mag fits flush on the platypus, or you can use 33 round mags or even a drum mag. Right now they only have 9mm 1911s, but they're considering offering them in 40 Smith & Wesson, 45 ACP, 357 SIG, and 10mm. They look very well made like you'd expect from a custom, you know, 2011, and are made from high quality billet and precise manufacturing. They have an amazing custom configurator for ordering on their website. 
The base option starts at $1,500, but you can pick an incredible amount of options, including different slide cuts, frame and barrel lengths, rail options, grip options, optic cuts, uh, threaded barrels, custom paint jobs, and a whole lot more. They're available in shipping now with only a one to two week lead time, which is pretty incredible. And then considering how expensive like the 2011 mags are, because I'll be honest, I've been actually looking at possibly getting a Staccato and I was looking at how much extra magazines for the Staccato are. And I'm like, that is crazy. Like, you know, so I could see how this would actually be. I mean, this is pretty cool. Like Glock magazines, you know, on a good day, you can get them for sale for like a little less than $15. I did not get to see this when I was at SHOT Show, but it looks cool. And I do like the lead time with it because I know a lot of places that are doing custom 1911s and they're like months out. This is cool, though. I will say I'm not super familiar with the brand Stealth Arms. I'm kind of drawing a blank right now, but yeah, I don't know if you guys want to check it out. That is Stealth Arms and it's called the Platypus. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as f Never mind. AF. Grand Theft Chicken. No, we're not talking about a thief playing a game of chicken. This bizarre story involves a lunch lady from an impoverished school in Illinois who is charged with stealing food. Incredibly, it comes to 1.5 million worth of chicken wings. Vera Liddell allegedly began stealing from the Harvey School District during COVID. At the time, students were all learning remotely, but the school still provided box meals available for pickup. Vera ordered more than 11,000 cases of chicken wings for the district with school funds, but took all of it for herself. It was never brought to the school or given to students. It's puzzling what happened to tens of thousands of pounds of chicken wings over that time. If you average it out over that time, it's over 20 pounds of chicken wings a day. That's a freaking, that's so much chicken. You'd think that she'd get really tired of chicken wings, which are already like what comes to mind. And I'm like, okay, she had to have had like some sort of, I don't know, chicken wing business or something. I don't know. The ongoing theft was uncovered when the district manager did a routine audit in January of 2022 and found the school was 300000 over budget halfway through the year. The invoices were all signed by her. And what's crazy is like chicken wings aren't even served to students because they have bones in it. I mean, if, if nothing else, maybe be a little more discreet in what you're ordering and, you know. But I guess to this day, they still have no idea what she was doing with all this chicken. She's now a jailbird on a $150,000 bond. It's pretty crazy for stealing chicken wings. But yeah, my guess is that she had to have been like doing some sort of side business, you know, like Facebook marketplace, like she was probably making chicken wings and like selling them for like, I don't know, maybe around football season or something. That's my guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> iTunes reviews. So there is one review. It's from Dave the Hunter binging up to episode 244, five stars. Come on, guys, get on the reviews. Nothing worse than a great podcast with no reviews. The variety of guests is fantastic from shooters and fabricators to hunters and trackers. Ava is a relaxed, competent interviewer. Five stars and three cheers to Ava. And I appreciate that so much. And guys, now it's time to wrap up. 
You could always find me at gunfunny.com. There's links to everything there, including social media. If you enjoy the show and you want to support it, you should consider becoming a patron, which gives you access to our patron only Facebook group. It's a lot of fun. You also enter the chance to win a $300 gift certificate from Blown Deadline, who does amazing Cerakote jobs. He actually just did one for me. And then also, I want to thank the $25 patrons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888, Sake Holsters, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Callamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, Tristan Smith, and Melissa Ridings. And then, of course, Jon Snow is king of the patrons. And on that note, guys, I'm out of here. I will see you guys next week. I hope everyone has a great week, though. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact. <laughs>